Hey, this is David Rivera from Ex Mortis. This is Ida from Trisphere. This is Parker Jameson from Starkill. This is Vicky Sarakis from The Agonist. This is Ben from Goat Whore, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. All right, welcome, Great Metal Debate fans. This is Brian coming at you from The Riff in Paducah, Kentucky. Tonight we're going to see uh, several bands at a concert, one of those bands being Cryptic Hymn. And sitting here with me is Dave Polinski. Uh, how would you describe yourself, Dave? The vocalist? The... Yeah, vocalist, guitar player. Okay, excellent. And uh, so, Dave, you play for Cryptic Hymn. Tell us a little bit about Cryptic Hymn, how they started, that sort of thing. Uh, Cryptic Hymn started back in July of 2014. Uh, three of us played in a band before this called Voyage of Slaves. Uh, after that band broke up, we wanted to keep the ball rolling, so uh, we just picked up on the material I was working on at the time mm-hmm. and uh, started hashing out those songs. Uh, we picked up our bass player, Josh Mumford, mm-hmm. uh, from Louisville. He also plays in a black metal band called Anagnorisis. Yeah. Check them out. They're really good. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and then we ended up playing our first show uh, in November of 2014 mm-hmm. with... Uh, Rivers of Nile out in St. Louis, um, and ever since then, uh, we've just been moving forward. You know, uh, in January of 2015, we released uh, our first single, "Revel in Disgust." Uh, then we went on tour. It's a great song, by the way. Thanks, man. Uh, then we went on tour with uh, our friends in Dysphorium from Louisville, mm-hmm. um, and then you know continued playing shows throughout the U.S. on our own here and there. Right. Uh, and then. Uh, released our first EP, Gateways, which just came out in September, and then uh, kept going on tour with uh, also our buddies in St. Louis, uh, Tyranny and Throne. Cool, very cool. Now, we uh, we actually, when I, when I went to see you guys down with the Super Joint in Clarksville, uh, I reviewed that concert. It's one of our podcasts, and at the end of that, right. we played Revel in Disgust. Yeah, I remember yeah. checking that out. Yeah. yeah, Thanks for playing that, man. Oh, man, no. That was a pleasure. <laughs> That's a killer song. I mean, you know, one of the things I said in the uh, in the review, I don't know if you heard it or not, uh, if you haven't, you should check it out, is uh, I think, hands down, you guys were the most musically talented there. I mean, you're, oh, thanks, you're man. technical death metal down, you know. Uh, uh, how would you describe yourself? Do you, do you put yourself in a genre? Is that important to you, or uh, you know, I, I wouldn't try and pinpoint it to one genre. Uh, we all like a lot of different subgenres of metal, and I mean, you know, I mean, with the metal genre in, in general, there's so many different uh, yeah. ways you can go about it. Uh, you know, I think we all grew up on like classic rock and and you know classic heavy metal mm-hmm. uh, you know and then got into like the thrash metal and the, sure. you know the early death metal but we're also influenced by a lot of like modern uh, bands as well um, but no as far as genres go I wouldn't try and pinpoint it I think we just try to combine all of our favorite things into one right. collective unit uh, and as long as it uh, serves the song, you know, as long as the, it serves the songwriting right. as well as it can, then, then that's 
you know, that's what matters at the end of the day. But, I mean, uh, we don't want to put a, a label on ourselves or try and capsize what we're going to sound like, you know, with every release we come out with. Uh, but I think it's it's important to maintain, like, a certain kind of sound, just, you know, so people can, like, recognize you when they hear you. Right. But at the same time, you always want to keep your listeners guessing, mm-hmm. you know. Uh but I mean, if you wanted to uh, uh, narrow it down to something, uh, I think we're along the lines of like death metal or right. black metal thrash. And yeah. and yeah, I mean, there's some some technicality in there, but I, I wouldn't say that's the the be all end all of of what we're trying to accomplish. But you know, we do want to challenge ourselves definitely. Now, recently, Gateways got recognized as one of the best EPs uh, through uh, uh, the website No. No Soft Voices, I think is what it's called. No Clean Scene. No Clean yeah. Scene, yeah. Plus I knew it was one of those things. Uh, but they described you as sort of proggy, uh, thrashy, even jazzy. I mean, is that accurate? You, yeah. you have all those elements, don't you? Yeah, I think uh, I think you could go along with that. I wouldn't necessarily say we're, we're jazzy all the way. I mean, we might have, <laughs> we might have moments uh, yeah. uh, where, where we want to incorporate that. Yeah. But, uh... We don't have anything... But no, uh, yeah, I would say we would go along the lines of, like, you know, thrash metal, death metal, and black metal. Um, and I think with our next release, I would like to get a little bit more progressive, per se. Uh, there are a lot of bands that, you know, as they release albums, you know, further and further, right. it seems like there's a formula that you can almost predict. And I think it's important to be a little unpredictable. Yeah. You know, with your formula, and if that's what you would consider progressive, you know, then, yeah. then there be there's you know, it's not that doesn't mean your songs have to be like, you know, 21 minutes long, you know, but like, I think Opeth type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that. That's sure, great. That's great. And you know, who knows? Maybe we'll do that one day. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's important to not let a formula define, you know, how you write a song, and it's it, and you gotta you gotta catch yourself, you gotta watch yourself when you write a song, you gotta make sure you're not repeating yourself, you know, you don't want to be boring or uh, you know write something that sounds like a watered down version of what you've previously sure. released, you know. So, but I, I guess you could say there's a little bit of uh, progressiveness in there, right. but again, you know, like I wouldn't go as far to say that we're a progressive band. Well, genres these days are so weird. Cause it's they like, are nowadays. Like metal is probably as diverse as it's ever been, and I think most bands out there nowadays try to incorporate a lot of different uh, genres and influences, you know, all in one setting. Uh, so, and, that, and that's a good thing too, because then you're not drawing lines. There, there aren't. You don't have like one group of metalheads versus another group of metalheads yeah. saying like oh well this is better than that it's like you know when you when you combine a lot of different ideas then you right. you, you bring people together really you know <laughs> or you kind of just describe the great metal debate I was raised in the 80s and I love the 80s sound and, right and then uh, my co-host uh, Gomfog he loves uh, the newer technical he's a big fan of symphonic metal and so we debate that back and forth uh, but I always say I have the advantage because I get to listen to all the great stuff that's coming out now and he doesn't right. listen to any of the stuff in the past uh, <laughs> tell me kind of tell me about the accuracy of this statement I, I find that the bands from the 80s the heavy metal guys like Lemmy you know who just passed away uh, ACDC some of those hard rock metal bands they stuck with the thing that worked and they made that sound uh, 
today's metal is much more diverse. I mean, is right. that what you're shooting for? Um, yeah, in a way. Don't want to be predictable. You said that. But at the same time, I, I don't think you should forget, you know, where you, where you come from. I mean, it, whether you like it or not, most bands, most heavy bands nowadays are either influenced, you know, from like Led Zeppelin or sure. Black Sabbath. I mean, like, that's yeah. kind of where... And people would argue this too, but I mean that's where a lot of heavy music takes its core. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think it's important to go back and and maybe do your research, maybe listen to some new wave of British heavy metal, maybe listen to some thrash metal from the right. '80s, maybe listen to some some blues or some classic rock because I mean that's all something that you can incorporate into what you're doing now. And I don't know, it just depends on how tastefully you do it too. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, I mean. Uh, I like both. I mean, you know, I grew up liking ACDC and, and Motorhead and, and Black Sabbath and everything. But now, I mean, now I listen to more music than, than ever. Oh, yeah. And I think it's good. I, at the end of the day, I think it's just good to keep an open mind. Yeah. Um, because if not, you're missing out on a lot of really good music. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I love the new the new metal. It's it's a great, like you said, it's very diverse, and I love that part of it. it it's hard to keep my attention to listen to music, but uh, right. you guys definitely do it. Oh well, thanks. Let's let's go a little more personal uh, as far as you, Dave. I always ask this question. Um, you know, I had this epiphany when I heard Back in Black, and I was like, this is the, you know, this is the music of my future. I love it. Right. Did you have a metal epiphany where you said, I want to make that music, I want to learn guitar, I mean, that inspired you? Uh, it's funny that you brought up Back in Black, because I think, I think the first, like, actual you know, rock and roll or even, I mean, if you want to go as far and say heavy metal album that I ever, like, was really deeply into, uh, right. was Back in Black. The first time I ever heard Hell's Bells, I was like, oh my God, what is this, you know? Absolutely. Um, but I think I really decided that I wanted to play guitar uh, after getting into Metallica. Um, uh, I think the thing that really inspired me most was I had I, I had the DVD set. It was the 1988 Injustice for All tour, oh, and yeah. the, also like the 1991 or 92 Blacks, uh, Black Album tour right. uh, in like San Diego. And I, I watched the, the 1988 uh, Injustice for All tour like DVD so many times and like uh, I you know after you know seeing James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, Jason Newstead, Kirk Hammett, yeah. I mean just you know watching their stage performance and like the the aggression and the power they have on stage. I think watching that repeatedly every day of my life is probably what made me want to play music. Um, and from there, that's you know that's what initially drove me to want to pick up a guitar and right. play, and then also you know sing simultaneously. How, how old were you when you started playing? Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. So now Absolutely. it's been now I've been playing for a little over ten years. Uh, to tell you how old I am, I saw Metallica on the Ant Justice for Altar wow. over in Evansville. Wow. Yeah, a boom actually. They played swung in Evansville. Huh? They did. Wow. Yeah, and a boom actually swung down and almost hit uh, Newstead in the head during the set. Shit. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it would have been cool if he got hit. That's not... <laughs> right. Uh, but the cult played with them, opened for them, I believe. Interesting. Yeah, huh. definitely. Um, so tell me about the writing process for Cryptic Hymn. I mean, is it, uh, I mean, you've got a band member that lives in Louisville, correct? Right. And so how does that work? 
Um, well, uh, honestly, with gateways, all the material on there, um, I more or less wrote all of the music on my own, you know, uh, right. at home, I, I use uh, an interface and some recording software, and then I, I have a, a version of Superior Drummer, which is uh, uh, a, a drumming program. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, I go in, I'll record a riff, put some drums to it, and then just start, you know, piling the ideas on top of there. Yeah. And so what I'll do is, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take those demos and I'll show them to my bandmates. Um, and then, you know, none of that's set in stone with that first initial right. pre-production yeah. demo, quote-unquote. Uh, but we'll, you know, I'll show it to everybody. We'll tab out the song, which is kind of what was, you know, that's the first next step of everyone else learning the material. Right. And then the more we, the more that the four of us jam on it together, everyone has their, their, uh, their input on it. Everyone has their little twists and ideas that we incorporate yeah. as we go along. So, um, but yeah, I mean, thus far with you know with our first release, most most of the material I did write uh, instrumentally. Uh, Nate did have some input lyrically on a, on a, on a couple of songs, yeah. and then you know he's he's put his solo on, and then John, of course, will you know tweak the drums, yeah. you know, or yeah. change them completely, and you know, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's all a a give and take process. Yeah, definitely yeah. a give and take process, okay. and we well just well you know we'll sit down and have a powwow and just kind of decide what works best for the song because everyone's got ideas you know but we'll all sit down and try and agree on something yeah um yeah that's 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 how the writing process has gone so far but now that we're you know one one epd you know and we've been on these these songs for over a year now uh-huh. um a lot more ideas have formulated from all ends of the table so i think with you know the material that's coming up now yeah you'll probably have a lot more of nathaniel vowels uh you know guitar ideas you'll have a lot more you know bass ideas from josh and josh is another that's another uh, key thing to our music because uh, um how the songs sounded before he puts his bass lines over them or, yeah. you know it sounds completely different after yeah. he plays on top of them because i mean you know uh for at least a, a third of the song, he's doing his own thing over certain riffs, you know, yeah. and it all fits, but, you know, it just adds a different dimension right. to it. So, uh, you know, even though there's like a core, you know, skeletal, you know, uh, version of the song, yeah. there's always enough room for everyone to have their own input. Excellent. Now, let's talk about Gateways. I mean, it was very well received critically and from the fans I know. Um, you know, is that is is it working well for you? You're selling? You, you're getting some input uh, about yeah, it? man. I, I think uh, just, you know, the reception in itself has been very nice, especially for our first release. You know, we haven't even... We've only been a band for a little over a year now. So, right. So I'm very happy with... Uh, you know how people have received it so far. Yeah. Um, you know we have we have it on a lot of different online outlets. Like it's on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, Google Play. I mean you can you can find the album just about anywhere. Like, you know YouTube. Uh, you know we have our, our online merch store, which we do get orders from. And I mean anytime we go out uh, on the road, you know usually at every show, you know people want to pick up a copy of the album. Yeah. You know. So and we'll have that on a, on our Facebook page too, where you can pick up the album. Oh, uh, awesome! The EP, yeah, Great. definitely. Um, but no, I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, obviously, uh, 
at the time that we put the album out, I wish we would have had a little bit more financial backing. I, I really wanted to get like a a uh, public relations campaign going for right. the album, but I mean, right right after we put out the album, we went on tour, and, and doing that's very costly in itself. So sure. Um, uh, but no, I mean, for for what we had to deal with, for what we had going on for the album, I'm very happy with with how people received it. And uh, you know, uh, there for a while, the biggest obstacle was you know, Void of Slaves while we were together, our previous band. You know, right. you know, people really enjoyed that and were pretty upset when they found out the band disbanded. So. You know, I was just hoping that the Cryptic Hymn material would would suffice for everyone that was upset about that band breaking up. And uh, I would say nine times out of ten, people said that, you know, they enjoy Cryptic Hymn more than Voyage of Slaves. So, you know, that in itself is really good for us to hear. That, you know, we haven't taken a step back. Right. And that it's definitely more of a step forward uh, as far as the musicianship, as far as the production value, everything. You know, I mean... Uh, Ever since this band started, it's it's been a goal just to do things professional from the get go. So yeah, yeah. hopefully we're we're making a good impression. Uh, uh, you, <laughs> man, Gateways is amazing. I love the music. I mean, like I said, you know, when I saw you down in Clarksville, you guys were hands down the most technically uh, able uh, band. You know, I mean, you, you have a multitude of sounds. And it is hard to pin you down in a genre, which is one of the things I like yeah. about it. <laughs> That's yeah. our goal, you know. Yeah. We don't want people to be able to, right. you know, uh, categorize this, right. I guess. You know, well, are you are you currently writing more music? Are you looking for a full album, or what's the? Uh, yeah, we're definitely writing more music right now. Um, I, at the very least, by the end of this year, I would like to say we'll be putting out an EP. Um, but yeah. if we if there's a label or you know some sort of distribution that gets interested uh, in what we're doing then maybe we'll we'll work on a full length instead but yeah. um, at the very least yeah I would say you can expect another five song EP from us um, right now there are four uh, rough versions of, of, of songs I see uh, four you got four written yeah, four written, yeah. and you know, again, like I said before, Tweaking. nothing's very concrete. Sure. You know, it'll all change before it's you know before the end of the day, right. before it's all you know said and done. Uh, but no, uh, we're definitely on the get go with the writing process, and hopefully, we can make 2016 a really good year. Oh yeah, definitely, Lots man. Of, I'm looking forward to that new EP, man. Definitely. Um, so. You guys are fixing to do some more touring. I'm, this is the first night of a, a small tour that you're doing, right? Actually, no. This this show is just a, a standalone. You know, the, okay. Uh, half of us are from Paducah, so it's it's kind of more or less a hometown show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of this month, we're doing a little three day run. Uh, two of the dates will be with our buddies uh, Animality from Nashville. Yeah, I interviewed them at the Clarksville show. Oh, right on. Yeah, they're they're really good dudes. Really talented guys. Uh, uh, they they deserve a lot of attention. I think I think they're going to be going places. Uh, but we're going to play St. Louis with them on January 30th. That will uh-huh. be at Fubar. Um, and then on the 31st, we're going to be in Indianapolis with those guys uh, at Fifth Quarter Lounge. And then on the 1st of February, uh, we'll be playing Louisville with uh, Defeated Sanity. They're they're on their 
second tour for their, their most right. recent album that they put out. Is that at Diamond Pub or? Uh, this time it'll be at New Vintage. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then um, there's uh, there's a couple of bands we're networking with. Um, I think you can expect to see us on the road for an extended period of time in April with uh, with the band out from North Carolina. I'm not going to name drop them yet because it's, okay, you know, right? it's not all it's not all set in stone <laughs> just yet. Um, and then uh, maybe you can give us an exclusive when it comes out. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's in the planning stages. And then also, I think in the late summer we want to we want to go out for at least. You know, it's 20, 30 days. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. There's another band that we're working with that we've toured with before that, and, uh, you know, we've we've been talking about doing something again since sure. our last our last tour with them. Yeah. So, um, I bet and, I can guess that band, but I won't yeah. say it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, hopefully with the summer tour, we'll be making it out west, out, right. out to California. And oh, nice. Boy, the Slaves toured yeah. out there before a couple of years ago, and that was just a great time. So I'd, I'd love to get back to the west coast. It's, right. Right. It's, it's a good time. Well, let me uh, let's let's do this one more time. Where can fans get music and merchandise for Cryptic Camp? Um, we have a Big Cartel page. I believe the URL is uh, crypticim.bigcartel.com. Uh, we have uh, our shirts, our CDs available there. Um, you can also download our album on Bandcamp. Um, it's available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play. You can stream the whole album for free on Bandcamp and also on YouTube. Right. Yeah. Um, we have uh, we have a music video out from Nazgul, uh, the opening track of the EP. So uh, pretty much, you know, all of your your main web sources, the album's available. Right. And uh, you can also again purchase physical copies on our Big Cartel page. Well, listen. Let me tell death metal fans, thrash fans, jazzy fans, you're, you're going to want this EP. I mean, it, it really is a great presentation of, of technical death metal. That's how I like to label it because of the intricacy of the music. Oh, of course, so, of uh, I want to thank Dave uh, Polinski for being here today and tonight and interviewing. And I'm going to thank him even more after he headlines tonight. Uh, and uh, just check out Cryptic. Him, uh, they're definitely worth the trip. Dave, thanks. Thanks for having us, Brian. All right. <laughs>